0: Hey, it's Future Dave, and I just wanted to let you know, as I record this, it's October 17th, and next week, October 24th, there will not be a live show. I will be actually moving into my new old house, and I just wanted to let you know that. I'm going to try to maybe work something up, but, you know, it's the week before I move, so we'll see how that works, but the episode you're about to hear... Jim is not in Omaha. He's in more or less Boston, hanging out with Dave from the Cigar Authority. And that's where we did Ask the Podcast Coach from. Enjoy. Ask the Podcast Coach for October 17th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live I'm Dave Jackson from the school of and joining me right over there. Look at him. He looks like he's going to do the news or the sports. We got two people with us. Uh, it's Jim Cullison from the average TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy?
1: Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. And it wouldn't be a Saturday morning if we didn't do a live a coffee pour. We got to get started with that live from the Studio 21 podcast cafe and its delicious coffee. A little different, but here we go. Dave, who's helping us out with the coffee pour this morning? Uh,
0: that is, of course, Mark from PodcastBranding.co. And uh, if you need something to look, like, really pretty, like, as pretty as Jim set, and we're going to introduce who's sitting next to Jim here in just a second, just Dave's like, hey, what about me, man? Uh, <laughs> but if you, uh, if you need something to look good, if you need a website, if you need a logo, if you need artwork, whatever it is you need, uh, podcastbranding.co can definitely get you in the ballpark and not in the ballpark. You're going to hit a home run because Mark isn't the kind of guy that will just like whiff through some sort of weird template. He's going to sit down with you, find out what your podcast is probably going to listen to your podcast to get an idea of just the vibe of the show. And then he's going to make artwork that matches your brand, your show. And then he'll probably give you a couple different versions. You'll pick one and then you'll end up with something that looks as good as the one behind me. And uh, if you, Want to look good it's super simple just go over to podcastbranding.co and be sure to tell mark that uh, dave and jim sent you so now how are we gonna we have we have dave's in stereo here how are we well, we're, gonna, we're gonna say dave jackson okay
1: and uh, let me introduce dave groffalo to you uh of course cigar authority the cigar authority studio 21 podcast cafe is where we're at today dave welcome to ask the podcast what an
2: honor thank you both for having me on and uh this is uh where we're my two worlds collide right yeah
1: well, I figured you'd understand an ad right out of the shoot because you're we're gonna talk a little <laughs> bit about this Dave's really good at, at doing ads uh, on the cigar authority and and so we're, we appreciate you. I, I learned from,
2: in. I learned from the best you know I, I had signed up yeah. for, for this. Uh way in advance. I actually forgot about it when it showed up. It took so long to actually get the book from uh when you started promoting it. Yeah. But I have it on here and I'm I'm studying it. I'm adding on some strategies f- uh, for myself to uh profit from my podcast. There we go. Uh Dave, you got a book too. I know. I, I do just
1: I just figured out. So David versus Goliath. Nice uh Dave's book, How to How to Compete and Beat. The online giant, because, of course, Dave, you're a retailer, and right. so you're doing brick and mortar brick still, and mortar. Which, which a lot of people say shouldn't even be alive anymore, right? Because it's all online, right? But I think we can
2: um, not only be alive, but we can thrive. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, coming up with strategies uh, in that in that respect.
1: Dave's taken his podcast, really, and I think it's enhanced the brick and mortar
2: yes. experience. Yes, that, that here, was the whole so. idea behind it. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, learning how to monetize it at that point. Actually, I, I'd like to actually double your monetizing right this second. Yeah. Can you pour me a cup of coffee? Sure. You yeah, automatically yeah. Get, uh, yeah. get double bill for that? Here we go, Dave. Wait, you're <laughs> Who, ready.
0: Who's doing this for us? Uh, that would be our awesome supporters. You can yeah. find them at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And hey, uh, we'll be talking about them a little later. We'll tell Mark we'll bill she him is. twice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, um, David and Goliath, how to compete and beat the online giant. Uh, that's awesome. Because uh, I know... Well,
1: but Let me say, so is, is he, um, he gave it to me yesterday and I was looking through it and it's got these, these hundred ideas are really just like, up, uh, like a chip, a couple pages, a chapter. That's
0: it. Easy read. Just get in. I am
2: get out. Right. Yeah. Here's how you do it. We call it bathroom reading around here. Yeah, I was going to just- say there was, yeah. a,
0: I, I had a book once that was, uh, just little snippets and my friend said, man, this is the best crapper read I've ever got. Was,
1: <laughs> like, wow. It's good. Yeah. So it's a, uh, I think if you're struggling and, and we're going to talk about this here as we kind of dive into the show, you know, a lot of time podcasters uh, kind of think if I just create a podcast to get it out there, uh, I hope people will find it. Somebody will subscribe to it. And uh, Dave, you and I talk about this, Dave Jackson, you and I uh, talk about this all the time, but there are some other things you can do to be creative with your podcast to help get the word out. And I, and I think in the case of the cigar authority, the podcast supports the store, and the store supports the podcast, right?
2: Right? Yep. Yeah. The cigar authority is in there, and this doesn't talk about my cigar business that's in there. But one thing I had to bring up in there was creating a podcast to help my brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. As luck would have it, and that turned out really good. That it ended up helping my brick and mortar store. Vice versa. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, yeah. The, right. It, it works both <laughs> ways. So um, whatever. If if you if somebody is in a business right now and they don't have a podcast. You have free advertising, and I'm a guy that spent a lot of money on advertising for a 30 second commercial on a radio station in a small area on an AM station. That if you were in that neighborhood at that very moment, you could hear that commercial. and I paid a lot of money for it. Instead, I have a two hour podcast, right. crazy long podcast. We're gonna but, talk about yeah, that next yeah. <laughs> when we do the Cigar Authority, but um. I get, they have this platform where I'm actually talking direct target marketing and um, it's it's perfect for a business. So anybody out there thinking of doing a podcast and you, and you, and you have a business already, you're insane not to do yeah. it. Yeah. Dave, you, and you talk about cigars, but today you could insert any
0: detail in it, right?
2: Anything in there, which is well, what I do in that book. It's not about cigars at all.
0: The The thing that was forget about your, your content, like there are places you can't advertise cigars, right? Like you're, you're kind of limited to where you can and can't. So the beauty of having a podcast is, of course, I always say there's no spam in podcasting. The people that are listening are, you know, the people that want to hear that content, but you know, you've had places in the past you could advertise in magazines and things like that. And I'm assuming, is there such a thing as a cigar magazine
2: there is, there is, uh, who will not take uh, brick and mortar advertising. They advertise the brands and not the companies. So my hands have been tied for years and years of what I was allowed to do. So you get creative and come out with different ways to end up doing it. But when, uh, and I started in 2010 uh, with my podcast, and uh, oh my God, you know, nobody knew. Dave, I don't know who I'm talking to you. Uh, nobody knew what it was anyway, but as time went on, here we are, 2020 right now. Um, you know, I'd say 50% of people are listening to podcasts. I don't know the exact number, but just about everybody now completely changed around. And um, it, what, what an avenue for advertising it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Dave, let's talk a little bit about, let's get figure out, so for folks who haven't, The Cigar Authority is the name of the podcast. Yes. I assume I can go out to the Yes, you if can. I want to listen to that, so good job of getting uh, that. Um, let's go back to the beginning when you first started doing this, and you're thinking about, you know, you're just starting a podcast, and you're thinking about doing this for advertising. What do you know now that you didn't know then that uh, you'd help like an early podcaster on? What kind of advice would you give?
2: Well, at the, at the beginning, I thought I was going to help very localized, again, brick and mortar store. And before I knew it, there were people from across the country contacted me and I said, wow, this is a lot bigger than this neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. So it became um, helping my online business at the same time, uh, com, which it was really about the brick and mortar store of what it is, but... It has helped the brick-and-mortar store, but it also has helped that. And then there's other things along the way. So it morphed. You know, when I hear yeah. you guys talking about it, you come in at one direction, and as things change up and you figure out what this is, and you say, okay, how? how what can I do here? How can I do... Um, You know, somebody wrote into me and said, uh, Geez, you smoke a cigar during your show. Can you tell me in advance what it's going to be? And it dawned on me, uh, I said, Yeah, I can tell them what it is, or I can actually sell them that cigar in advance. So we have a thousand people giving us $30 a month to get the cigars in advance. Why shouldn't I sell it to them? Seeing that's what the whole idea of this thing was in the first place. So uh, that, we call it the Care Package. It's a cigar of the month club, basically. Uh, And that, blew up. And those people are hearing about what we do. And sometimes they add on to their sales and they become customers uh, because of it. It's it's been a wonderful experience of playing this um, unknown because, you know, 10 years ago, it was pretty unknown how this thing was going to end up working out. Um, And that's part of the challenge of a brick and mortar store. All of a sudden, there's online giants out there, and how do you compete and everything? So we have to try to figure that out. And when it comes to podcasting, it's the same thing. Your niche, whatever that is, you can't just do what I do because I'm in the cigar business or something. But you can learn from it. You you can look at the stuff in this book. Some of these things work for me, and some of them aren't going to work for me. And to figure out which one is going to work and what isn't. And then looking at some things that on in there that the cigar authority does, you look at that podcast and you say that might work for me if I do it this way. So that's how I look at everything. Yeah, I think
1: Dave, uh, Dave Jackson. I think and I want you to comment on this. I think what a lot of podcasters think though, you had this care, he had this care package idea, right? Where yeah. hey, I'm going to give out, the, I'm going to, I'm going to sell these five cigars every month, and we're going to smoke them together. Yeah, I think some pod- podcasters would um, have that tendency to want to make that a free giveaway. In other words, they would want to, they want people to engage so much. They're like, well, if you sign up for this thing, I'm going to send you these things. And yet you saw the retail opportunity in that. I am a, I
2: am a business person to begin with my whole life. So the mindset is always monetization of what it is. And it's a terrible thing because we have a podcast studio where, People come to do their podcast and they walk in and say, monetization, how do I make money to it? And I go, well, that's going to take a few years before you make dollar one, because my first ad came three years into it. Yeah. Anybody in their right mind would have gave up by then. But that's all businesses.
0: All <laughs> businesses quit. I I you know. I have to interrupt. Yeah. What was the timeline again? Three years for the first ad. Oh, there we go. That's my yeah. favorite answer. I tell people I know, all the time. And it's the like,
2: truth. <laughs> It's the truth. It's the
0: hard yeah. truth.
2: And typically they're they're six weeks in and they go, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. I don't have any advertising. And I said, what a disservice to get an advertiser and you have no audience and you would, you would be taking money from them. So what what would it be a love buy? They would do it because they love you. You know, it's charity at that point, but to create a show that people like, and has content to it and they trust you. And then you have an advertiser. I don't feel bad taking money from my advertisers because I think it's a great value advertising with me. And that's what you should do as a business. Win, win, win situation. A win for the audience that's listening to the show. A win for the advertiser that's gonna get something out of it and that becomes a win for you. Mm -hmm. Any of those three things are missing then it's unfair to somebody and I'm a fair guy. I try to make it as fair and, and, and work as a possible. And if it does, then it, these people don't even leave you. Well, the yeah. audience doesn't leave you and the advertiser doesn't leave you.
0: Yeah. Well, and how long have you been doing that package thing? The, the cigar of the month. Package. What do you think about five
2: years at least? See, that's so, it. Yeah. Which, which that was a, a, somebody that wrote in and, and asked that question. And I said, Oh, Let me figure this out how to end up doing it. Now that is basically a cigar of the month club, right? Right. We, We always did that. And we would get 20, 30 people a year, that would do cigar of the month club, but to tie it into my podcast, we have a thousand people. So what is the difference? I took the existing product and and I marketed into the podcast of it. And now it's even, you can smoke along with us, right? And that could be mm-hmm. if you're a coffee podcast and you can drink our coffee along with us or a wine show or anything. And, yeah. uh, well, is, this isn't is is the, Sullivan. The,
3: the one thing that I always was fascinated about as this podcast, cause I was a listener before I joined was the interactivity of it. Right. So I would get my care package and then somewhere during the week, I'd go back and listen to the show while I'm smoking the exact same thing they're talking about. And that to me, it just made it a much better experience.
1: Yeah. Dave Jackson.
0: Well, the thing I love about that is he's been doing that for five years And so you can, things that, that work, you do for a long time, because as he said, it's a win, win, win. So when you do that, they go on forever. But if it's a win, win, and not so much of a win, somebody eventually is going to go, this isn't working for me. And then it's just going to go, and then, you know, but when you can design a win, 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 why wouldn't you keep doing it? Because everybody's getting, everybody's benefiting and who doesn't want to benefit? So that's awesome.
4: Right
2: The analogy I say to the advertiser is if you uh, we are a slot machine, you put a dollar in the slot machine, every time you pull it, a dollar fifty comes out of the machine. When do you start putting the dollar in? Yeah. the answer is never, you know, and they can they stay on and some these advertisers that have been with me now since year three, again, we're eleven years in now at this point, there's still advertisers on there, and I know the day that they stop being advertisers is when I'm not giving them value anymore that's when they're going to stop,
1: yeah. Yeah, and you, 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 too, you've done a, you do a lot of commercials in your, <laughs> About uh, right?
2: 25 spots on every show.
1: Yeah. And not, you're not having any problem filling them.
2: No, I have right? to, we've turned people away and we have a waiting list basically of yeah. a second show, a third show yeah. that is almost like the bullpen where they, they pay to be into that show and that's what will pull somebody out.
1: You, you said yesterday we were chatting a little bit yesterday, and you said you think that's because you're in the right niche in in a strong, tight niche. You know, we're not we're not just talking about tobacco in general, but cigars, not yeah. pipes, not vaping, but uh, or cigarettes. Yeah, but just premium premium cigars. cigars. Yeah. So, but that gives you kind of a hyper niche, and I think that probably actually makes your advertising job a little bit easier because then those brands. You
2: can really associate with those brands. Yeah, right? as an advertiser myself, then when I would advertise uh, our store, we sell premium cigars. One out of a thousand people use my product. So if I advertise and they say, "Oh, we have ten thousand readers," I got a chance at ten people. And right. how much is but, the ad? It's, yeah. it's it's astronomical. The cost of it is terrible. Where when you if you are a premium cigar and you advertise on the Cigar Authority no, there's not millions of people that that are listening, but every person that's listening cares about that product, right? 100% of them. Direct target marketing. What's better than that? And as a businessman myself, I'm able to explain that to the potential advertiser, you know, basically businessman to businessman and explain to them, this is why this works. You're in a good situation. If you end up doing this, give it a try. If you're unhappy, stop. And, right, and, and the hyper niche
1: actually benefits you. Uh, Dave Jackson, you and I talk about that idea of a hyper niche all the time. Anything you want to add to that?
0: Well, I just, I, it, it does work. Uh, the more niche you get, also the more you can charge because you have that person's target audience. But you mentioned wow. that, you know, you found this, it's, I, I often say, sometimes you come up with a product and it's not your idea; it's the it's it's the best idea when it comes from your audience, and they go, "Hey, yeah. can I do that?" But have you had have you tried anything like, "Hey, let's throw this on the wall and see what it happens," and then it didn't work?
2: Oh my God! So I wrote a book of of a uh, hundred <laughs> promotions that end up working. If I ever wrote a book, uh, it'd be like an encyclopedia or something <laughs> of what didn't work. But just like you say, when I find something that does work, it becomes the annual event. That even goes for podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. So we end up having a, a grand slam on a certain podcast episode, the best cigar of the year episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked out. It was a good listenership. Everybody was engaged. Guess what? Every year we have a uh, best cigar of the year episode. Okay. And before you know it, 11 years into it, half my calendar is, is all set from things that worked over 11 years and we have to come up and with things for the don't other
3: forget day. every year you have a contenders pack
2: contenders, are the <laughs> all the contenders. Or could have been a contender <laughs> shows. And in order to do a podcast on such a niche product, right? We're talking roll tobacco leaves. How do you talk about it for two hours? Yeah. Now, how do you talk about it for two hours for 11 years? <laughs> right. And, and now at the very beginning, I'm like, am I going to be able to pull this off? How are we going to be doing? But here, you guys are talking about podcasting, and you're able to do it because you you understand go um, deep, right? Narrow and deep right. on on the subject of what right. it is, and that's what we do. And we get creative and come up with stuff. And the listenership keeps growing. You know, eleven years into it, nobody's tapping out. We're adding people on yeah. all the time, so something's yeah. working.
1: It's you're kind of you're in a you're in a sweet spot as I'm watching it of. The, the right, I mean, and I think the pandemic actually did you a little bit of a favor. <laughs> you hate to say yeah. it, but
2: absolute, yeah. uh, the, the listenership and, and viewership, we had, you know, we do it also, and I don't know how you feel about it, that we do it on YouTube, we do it yeah. on Facebook, uh, so we, you know, I, I figure it's free advertising, I'll put it every, anywhere and catch right. anybody I yeah. possibly can, and um, the viewership more than doubled, of the actual, you know, there's nothing to watch here when it comes to a, a podcast of some overweight guy smoking cigars, right? <laughs> That's our show. Uh, there's nothing to see here. We say it all the time. But they did, you yeah, know. And I,
3: I, I think the important thing, too, is understanding your demographic, right? We've got a lot of older people who are cigar smokers they're never going to find a podcast even at this point in time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't do podcasting. They yeah, do yeah. YouTube though. Right. So they, they, they know that. where to go to consume the
1: content. Right. Yeah. Dave, what do you think, Dave Jackson, what do you think of our set here? Like, you know, you don't get an opportunity. <laughs> I I walked in here and I was like, Oh my God, like this is pretty great. I've been watching cigar authority for a year or so. And, and, love the set although I've got some things to say about it for All right. next show <laughs> um, but Dave Jackson what do you, what do you what do you think like
0: well, it looks awesome uh, the the chat room is already saying okay first things first what are the headsets so we have to get into the the geekery here
3: uh, yeah, I I'm generally in charge of geekery Dave okay uh, these are the audio Technica bPHS one headset and I mean, as you and Jim know, and and Dave Garofalo too, I am a geek around microphones and audio interfaces and all that stuff. So, you know, if I and Jim's gonna get put through the paces to find him a new microphone later <laughs> the house. yeah, this afternoon, and evening. he'll see. You know, when we put a BPHS one on him, you know, versus say an SM58, you're not going to get the same sound. You're going to get very good quality voice sound, but you're not going to get a full range of frequencies that you might on other microphones. But for our purposes, you know, we uh, at some points in time have run, you know, 20 plus different shows from the studio. And a lot of the hosts have never been on a microphone before. Right. And so they get up on stage and especially the way it's laid out. You're sitting next to each other. If I tried to train them on how to use a microphone, they still want to look at each other when they talk, right? So what this sacrifices a little bit in audio quality, it keeps them on mic, which to me is our goal, right? Keep the
1: people on mic all the time. and Let me me use that as a transition uh, because you built this studio not just for you. Right. But you allow other people to come in and
2: rent the studio. Right. Yeah. So we have uh, 20 podcasts a week that come up here, weekly podcasts. That's what they have to sign up for. And um, they can do it themselves by all means. Or um, hopefully, you know, my thought was a businessman like myself, we're busy. We don't want to buy the equipment. We don't want to learn how to use it. We want to get our message out there. So they walk up, they do their show, they walk out. Everything before, during, and after happens without them, and um, we improve it as it goes on. When they bring a guest on, it's a professional-looking set. Mm-hmm. They're not embarrassed to come into uh, you know, somebody's closet in, the, in their basement or anything like this. It looks like this. Not, not that there's anything, not, wrong, there's with anything that. wrong with that. there's wrong with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it looks the way it looks yeah. is all that it is. Yeah. that were on the second floor of a cigar shop and right down there because here was a space that I had and I was going to build it for myself anyway, but I figured it's built. It's beautiful. It it operates two hours a week. How about if it's available for other people? So this turned into a business in itself. Yeah.
1: Dave Jackson, you saw the studio when you were here, right?
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's very much, uh, kind of a, A Wizard of Oz thing because you walk in downstairs and it's cigars and more cigars and lighters and all that kind of stuff. And you open up a door, you walk up the steps and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And it's this awesome thing. And you've got a, do you still have the coffee thing over to the right? We do. Yeah. And it's, he's got a, he's got places in there for the audience to sit. If you want to do it in front of a live audience, it's a really cool layout. Yeah and you you've
1: actually put a room too in off the back of the studio right like we wasn't room?
0: here when when
2: Dave was here but we built a, a second room to actually have a function room and actually uh, basically school yeah we do uh, classes for cigars right. and, and teach people about, um, how to smoke light and cut a cigar. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, another thing of marketing that I would give it for a charity, I would give a box of cigars. And I happen to be at one of those charity events before, and they hold up the cigar and they say, Oh, this is two brothers store. And they just read off the number or something. And I go, well, there's $150 mm-hmm. box of cigars. They didn't get the name of the shop, right? They didn't mention anything. I'm like, that was terrible. So we created a um, cigar school where here is a cigar tasting for eight. We give them a certificate, which costs a piece of paper. Yeah. And then the person that wins the certificate or buys the certificate or however the charity goes, the eight people come here. We basically break bread with them and, and have a cigar with them and teach them a little something about it. And on their way out, they got to walk through, like when you get off the ride on Disneyland, you're in the store, right? They're in the store and they spend money and, and it turned from a, an expense to a profit center, hmm. you know, the thing that we give. So all these thoughts are, you know, how do we, here's the problem. What's the solution? Yeah. How can we get?
3: See, I know that with the 20 or so shows we have, a lot of what Dave does, you know, I was in charge of the technical magic. He works with the podcasters to figure out monetization strategy. And the, the one, the story I really like that you might want to share is about real
2: estate house party. So one of these shows, um, it, it, you know, and you guys are the pros, uh, but he would do the show and he wouldn't mention the name of his uh, of his law firm. He wouldn't mention um, his website, his phone number, or anything. Yeah. And after the first show's over, I hand him a, an index card all written out with his name, his name of this business, his address, his phone number, everything, and I said, here, this is for next week, because you never mentioned anything, he laughs, and the next week comes on, he doesn't do it again, and then I actually have it on the front of the stage is a, a digital reader board, so at least for the people watching the show, and the majority of people are listening and are watching, I understand, but at least there was something there, and I put it there, trying, because if if he's not successful, he's going to quit, and I stop getting paid. Right. So I Need these people to be successful. So uh after the end of another show, I'm sitting there waiting for them to get done and wait away from everybody so I can tell them, hey buddy, you're just not doing it. And um he laughed at me and he said, See the person that I interviewed? I said, Yeah, he said, They're the real estate company. I am the, the um the lawyer for the closings. Since I interviewed that guy, he gave me all the closings. He says, I am making bank here. He says, I am never leaving. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But but it's not the audience. That guy is my um, target audience. So I said, oh, boy, I'm learning. Is this going on? Because there's many ways to skin a cat. We need now to figure out what are you really trying to accomplish? Right. From this, some people are going to say, Oh, I'm trying to be good for the world and help people out. A year later, they say, Well, I'm not making any money with the show. <laughs> and it's not working out. I said, Well, that's not what you said. You, you were trying to something. save the world. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I, you have to be honest. That's what are you it. really trying to accomplish? And reasonable. Because if you think in six weeks you're going to get advertising and you're going to get rich in your podcast, it isn't going to happen. I'm pretty damn good, and I got (laughs) nothing after three years. Not only nothing. Think about the expense that I put. So I had $100,000 into this non profitable non profit at that time uh but then, like anything else, you know you do it right and you keep going and stuff, and I became profitable and it worked out very well but you, you got to be reasonable and and have these uh five year plans, which is what the accountant always tells me what's your five year plan right it's a five year plan, not a five week plan yeah. <laughs>
1: You you should just record the just take that recording, Dave, and play it to <laughs> your your customers
4: over and That's over. That's
1: it. Because Dave's been very very successful in doing this. And you know, we say this all the time, but you know, we're just podcast hacks. Uh, you know, we have a, a business guy here who's like, no, no, it's going to take some time to get yeah. some things rolling, and you got to kind of work it uh, in, in that process. Dave, anything you want to add? Dave Jackson, anything? Well, yeah, you
0: wanna I wanna add? I want to go back one. If you can remember when you opened the store. Like, let's just talk about opening a business. How long did it take for the business? Like, granted, it's a cigar shop, so it's not like a CVS where there's one on every other, you know, block or whatever. But when you opened up the cigar shop, how long did it really start to to take some, you know, to get some traction in the store?
2: Well, for three years, I had a night job, so I was a nightclub <laughs> disc jockey for the first three years while yeah. owning the shop because there was no way I was going to get paid anything from it because it's, it was not only not paid, I would work at night, get all the money and throw it in the toilet bowl of the cigar shop that it just flushed the money away and I'd watch it as I'm earning and flushing it away. My original partner, it's two guys, my original partner after a year and a half said, okay, I'm out. You know, and he quit after a year and a half. I said, I'm going to still go. I go into three years. I'm able to quit my night job at that point that I would be able to at least survive. Yeah. Uh, barely, but survive. And then it becomes five years later. Oh, my God, I just got my money back from all my losses. And then it becomes profit after that. And here I'm, I'm 36 years in the cigar business now, 36 wow. years. So uh, once the machine's going, yeah. you know, and, uh Now it's a it's a machine, right? It really is a machine at this point. But I want you to know that I am in the tobacco business. I have legislative trying to put me out of business. Every health organization trying to shut us down. The taxation. uh, Everybody says it's bad for you. You know, it's just nonstop of of trying to put us out of business. But that's what made me think and learn and come up with things because I have to work hard on that to end up surviving through it. So when it came to podcasting, to be honest with you, a lot easier. Let me, let me break through the podcasting thing. Uh, It was a lot easier than tobacco big, you know, we're not big tobacco. It's, you know, 300 million cigars are sold a year. Um, There's 300 million people. Yeah. Well, but compared I mean, three to cigarettes, million, I'm sorry, 3 million,
1: how, but compared to cigarettes,
2: how big is, is oh, premium 0. 000 <laughs> is nothing. it's an, it's a niche. Yeah. Oh, it's very, yeah, very it one out a of a thousand people use the product. And some of them say, oh, yeah, I'll smoke a cigar if somebody gave one to me. Yeah. He counts as using a product. So he's yeah. not even a customer. He can <laughs> smoke one if you gave it to him. Yeah. So how many people are buying these things? Not yeah. very many, yeah. but be well, the best in that category. That's all.
0: Well, well, speaking of making money, uh, it's, it's, hold on. It, hold on. I'm, we get, we're thirsty on this end. No, so just, you're thirsty. I'll, okay. Yes. Yeah, and, and, let and,
1: and let's make double the money right yeah, There we again. go. Let's thank our awesome uh, supporters. Yeah,
0: Our awesome supporters. We want to thank, uh, awesome people. Like if I can get this out of my way, there we go. Uh, these are people that, that give us $20 a month. The, uh, indie drop in network. If you're looking to network with other shows, Check them out at dropin. that's D-R-O-P-I-N, no G on that, DropIn.com, which I guess there wouldn't be a G. That'd be Dropping. That's different. Um, Carl at uh, Life in the Carolinas podcast. If you're going to be heading down there, if you want to take a road trip, uh, check out Carl. Uh, Kim craggy at Toastmasters101.net. Yeah, I had somebody today tell me that they were listening to her last episode and was like, wow, that was really, really good. So check it out at Toastmasters101.net. Some guy named Ed who keeps, uh, you've heard the voice of Ed. It's not God talking to us. He's off camera. Uh, well,
3: and you know, uh, D- Daniel J. Lewis said he'd like to see a camera for me. <laughs> <laughs> I especially meet that because he's seen me in real life and he still wants a camera. Wow. Oh my God. There's nothing
2: to see here, folks.
0: But uh, Ed is the guy running the uh, running the show behind the scenes there uh, at uh, Studio 21. And uh, if you want to check out Ed, you can find him at soniccupcake.com. Uh Shane at spyberry.com. So if you're into James Bond and all things kind of uh spies, you gotta check out Shane at spyberry.com. Uh Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work uh is all made fun, babymountainradio.com Max Trescott at Aviation News By the way, uh Max was the two thousand eight national CFI of the year. So check that out again, aviationnewstalk.com. Greg, if you're looking to uh, find some money for Christmas, yeah, it's coming right around the corner. Go over to debtshepherd.com where Greg teaches financial wellness. And Glenn the Geek Hebert, I'm happy to say, is out of surgery. Doctor seems to think everything went great. And um, he's such a great guy over at the horseradionetwork.com. And Glenn said you have to tell everybody over 50 to go get checked. Because uh, if he hadn't been checked early, he'd be in a really uh, world of hurt right now, but if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, or you can also, because uh, do what Dave did and buy the book, Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into Livelihood, and uh, do we do we dare take a guest?
1: Dave, um, put up Kyle's comment there uh, uh, real quick. I think that's a nice, um, some nice recognition for, for uh, the other yeah. Dave here. Yeah, an episode I'm going to have to listen to a second time with uh, with the notepad. Uh and so I appreciate that um Kyle as well. Dave any um any as you think about you, know, you got you got an audience of podcasters out yeah. there. And um,
2: what kind of advice like if you could give them one piece of advice? consistency is the biggest thing I tell all of them when, when they come up to do a podcast here and some of them come up and say, I'm going to do it every once in a while and this and this and this, I said, we're not the right people for you. This is a weekly commitment and we're going to, we charge them whether they show up or not. So it's, it's, Basic I don't want their money if they don't show up. Really, but I want them to be forced to to do it. Like yeah. you join the membership of the gym, and you end up going to the gym because you you're going to hit your card again or something. And, and not me either.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we we actually, I, I'm I'm going to roll the dice here. Uh, you knowing me, love him, uh, Mr. Naughty Bits
4: has
1: joined the conversation. Bangs. So that
4: the implications <laughs> that I'm going to say anything controversial? Yeah. I'll say well, we, the know, show.
1: we know you're good for a few bangs. That's for sure.
4: If I go past three topics, I get booted. Remember that. <laughs> well, it
1: could be one. Just
4: depends yeah, on
0: yeah, the topic.
4: <laughs> what do you got, Banks? I have a question for you. Yeah. You know that your stream only within the last couple of minutes have shown up in subscription feeds. Uh, so business. what does that mean? Well, My question is, is it because you have somebody related to the tobacco on your show, hence being suppressed by YouTube? And my uh, on-topic question is, how do you deal with this sort of thing? Because, uh, for example, uh, Google had a product called Frugal, which turned into Google Product Search. It was basically searching for things on Amazon. And there's a robot, a giant Japanese robot cartoon called Gundam Wing. Never showed up in the cartoon or in the product search because it had gun in the name of Gundam Wing and it just got dropped out of the wow. um, yeah. list. How do you, as someone related to an adult product, deal with that sort of thing, or do you, since you're in the podcast sector?
2: No, it, uh, it is I'm, it is very tough what's going on with us. Um, there's a new thing, and well, yeah, I mean. First thing that happened to us is
3: you know, just when we hit the monetization stage, uh, YouTube demonetized tobacco. They still run the ads on firearms. Yeah, they still
2: run the ads now. They just don't don't give me money, (laughs) which I I find interesting. Yeah, it's nice of them.
3: And then we have, uh, since it was put in place, always marked our YouTube content as 18. But now they've suddenly decided that you can no longer embed videos if the content is eighteen plus. They have to go to YouTube for age, age verification, verification, which really is not what we want to do. We wanna direct people to our website yeah. and keep them there. But right. now we can't. And the other thing is every now and then I take a full archive of 10 years' worth of episodes off YouTube in anticipation that they will get rid of us one day. Oh, it's a, a good
1: a good backup plan and just in case, yeah. We,
3: we do also stream okay. to Facebook, but they could just as easily get rid of us. But, you know, I know some of the cigar guys were hit really hard in the demonetization. They were making their whole income. Mm-hmm from YouTube monetization, which is another reason
1: you want to look for some diversification. Dave, you're the master uh, of taking a difficult situation, not in your favor. The odds are stacked against you oh. and flipping that to a situation that is in your favor. All these stories, everything in yeah. the book, uh, as we talk about, is, is you overcoming the adversity of,
2: yeah, they stacked the deck against you. But you figured out how to yeah. do that in your favor. You, you figured a way around it. One of the things is, you know, uh, we are premium cigars. That, that's really all we have here. But it's so odd when you walk into a store, you're going to see a rack of two guys smoke shop beef jerky. Mm. Why is that there? Why would, do I want to be in the beef jerky business? And I really don't want to be in the beef jerky business, but I can promote that I'm allowed to, when it's called two guys smoke shop, which is typically what a smoke shop is smoking meats right? and promote and advertise ah, that and drive it. them over. There so yeah. you're trying to figure out something of what can be connection. And then, of anybody who's into beef jerky, I got to hope one out of a thousand of them cares about premium cigars. My odds are, you know, I'm yeah. taking it down to nothing, but just trying to figure some way out yeah. around the situation that you're in. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's, and monetization, demonetization, you're not necessarily, because because you do so many ads on your show, yeah. you don't care that much about... YouTube's no, 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 no. That Strategy, right? that
3: was all about. If you're monetizing, they are going to show your results. Yeah, more than right. videos. Yeah. They
2: were working for me. Right. You know, I turned that over by clicking that button and saying, "Okay, I want to monetize it. Is they're going to keep ninety percent of it, right. or maybe ninety five percent, whatever they kept. I don't even care. I want right. to say keep keep the other part. But now all of a sudden, and we saw the light switch go when we hit it they started working for us and pushing us up. And anybody was interested in the subject, they were recommending us up next was us. <laughs> Why? Because they make money if they yeah. recommend us. And I'm like, beautiful. They work for us for free. You know, right. it didn't cost right. me anything. Right. Actually, they sent me a little penance at one point and then very short into it or something. I
0: get my first I, couple I think of you checks. you get your first money yeah. and then,
2: yeah,
1: you you're off. You didn't it. buy your Tesla with this No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: Bangs, anything else we can help you with? I'll touch base with you in the after show in case anybody didn't know there's an after show where it doesn't go on the standard podcast. Lots of interesting things happen and maybe something interesting will happen today. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Bang. Thanks, we'll
1: thanks for jumping in. And I won't be here, Dave, to do yeah. the after show with you. We need to drop off. We're gonna do Cigar Authority. Let me just encourage everyone listening today. If you want to see Cigar Authority in action, as soon as we're done, the, right as soon as you're done with your after show, so at, uh, yeah. at noon, Eastern, 11 p.m. Central, uh, head over to the com. They can click on the live link there and and uh, join us in that. And you can see how it actually, you, like you can see a show. And I don't know, there's going to be some podcast stooge on there. I'm not <laughs> sure. It's
2: going to be interesting having you up here and and, and – telling you how, you know, everybody should want to improve. You think you're doing good. I think I'm doing good, but I want to improve. You were coming up. You said you were going to be here. And I said, you want to come on. I want you to beat me up and I want you to tell me what's wrong because I want next week's show to be better than this week's show. 11 years into it, we want to end up turning that on. And I think it'll make for good content. We'll see how it turns out. I hope so. But Could be the
1: last time for me. Hold nothing. Absolutely not. (laughs) Hold
2: nothing back because I love constructive criticism. Uh, You know, it ends yeah. up helping, and you've got to be able to accept that. That's another. You want a big thing for a podcaster? Get some tough skin and ask yeah. the honest truth of what it is because how are you going to improve unless you, you actually know and accept that your show yeah. is terrible, you are not preparing for the show, all the things that are wrong with the show, you need to accept that that's what it is and take it for what it is and then improve from there. And that's mm-hmm. what I hope is going to happen 11 years into it. Watch our show this week. Hear what he says, and then watch the show next week because you're going to see a change based on what he's going to understand. We're certainly going to have a big monitor <laughs> because the monitor is little here. He doesn't like the size and, of our monitor. And there's guy. Dave teasing two shows. In there the we fans. go. I, yeah. And I can't help myself. I'm sorry. Well,
0: <laughs> has there have you changed your show based on feedback?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As time went on and, um, you know, feedback from friends, family, along with the audience uh, that, that says it. Um, my problem is our show is two hours long and you don't have to listen for the whole two hours. But I didn't know any better starting out. And as luck would have it, we have 25 advertisers within the show. And um, it's going to be if you're into a monetization, uh, it is interesting to listen to the show because you may not hear the advertising. A lot of it, you know. You don't even know what's going on. And I'm going to share with you show notes because my advertising things that I have to get onto are colored green because green is money. I know (laughs) I have to get to that. The rest of the show doesn't have to happen, but this has to happen no matter what because these people are paying for it to end up happening. But sometimes you don't even see it, and that's really good advertising. Uh, Editorial, basically, advertising happening and you don't even see it. And explaining that to the advertiser that's interested, and I said, well, here's what we'll do and they won't even know what's happening and they're going to get to know your product because it's going to be brought up all the time so something to see
0: coach dave wants to know how has covid affected your business model uh and are any insights about the current covid market you know did it how how did that because you do obviously you do stuff online how did it affect the uh the brick and mortar and i guess just everything in general
2: well, we got killed in brick and mortar for two months. I never would have thought we would recover from it. um you know we're a big high volume as far as cigar shops go. uh I'm the largest brick and mortar cigar retailer in the world, so the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I mean, we were losing, we were bleeding out really fast. I never lived week to paycheck to paycheck, but I never thought it was gonna go mm-hmm. sixty seventy eighty days of closed you know um So curbside at that point. Right. No, we did curbside right away, but a whole different game. at that point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, Um, Although uh, going back to an earlier point, you had to go fight with the government to be allowed to to do it. Others
2: could, but they didn't want Dave. Yeah. Yeah. So that becomes a fight. And I'm used to fighting the government anyway. I'm in the tobacco business. Our online sales. Gigantic. So diversification, back to that, right? Mm -hmm. So I have an insurance policy where, first off, I'm a real estate owner. I own our property, so we're not thrown out. Then we have our business, brick and mortar. But in case something ever goes wrong, never happened before, but it happened then. And here's the online presence. So our regular customer were able to buy online along with more people. So we got some of that that ended up happening. In the meantime, podcast studio, what happened to our podcast? It grew Dramatically. Mm. I mean, we doubled up because people were looking for content. We got more new listeners than ever. Some of our podcasters said we're staying away. We're not doing our podcast anymore. What a shame because the opportunity at that point was, Oh my God, this is an opportunity that may never come again. That, Uh, imagine the whole world is at home and has nothing to do Mm -hmm. and I'm putting out content. Oh my God. It was, it was fantastic.
3: Really for the podcast studio, I'd say about half stayed away and probably a third still haven't come back. Although new ones have started to Mm -hmm. backfill that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, some (laughs) of the new ones got really surprising immediate traction.
2: Right. Right.
1: Well, I think I listened more. That's, I mean, I started listening to you guys back in the winter. So Christmas, let's say Thanksgiving, Christmas last year. And then as the pandemic came, I got more engaged, like you said. Yeah.
2: We got time to do it. I did. Back catalog. I I, I mean, we couldn't believe our back catalog. Again, there's a lot of years back there of People going back and, again, the show's two hours long. How, how much yeah. back catalog are you gonna go? I mean the back catalog's
3: interesting for for the show. We've got a pretty extensive back catalog. I would I would call the content evergreen, you know, except in cases where the manufacturer's not around anymore. Right. So typically typical month we'll do about thirty
1: percent of our downloads from back catalog. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, there's some, I, Dave Jackson, I think there were some opportunities as, as we think about the pandemic for them. I, Dave, I don't, I don't know if you necessarily went into that thinking, oh, I can take advantage of this. You were responding to what was happening at the time, but as you went through it, you began to see some openings in that. Okay. Uh,
3: I, I, uh, it was funny cause it, it was like, Dave back to his roots, right? When we're first open for Curbside, he's doing a Facebook Live saying,
2: I have toilet paper. Come in. And, and we him a free a roll, roll of toilet it. paper with a box of cigars. <laughs> I was holding signs out into the street and I was I was back thirty six years ago. Yeah. Brian Hershey bar yeah. uh, you know. Well and not
1: afraid to go back to the beginning and say No, right? no,
2: listen, that's you know, part of my life. Never forget where you came from. Never forget where you came from and you may go back. And you're going to pass some of the people on the way up and the way down. All those things, analogies and those quotes that are said, they're there for a reason because they're true. So pay attention to that, whatever business you're in, right? Yeah,
1: no, right on. Dave Jackson, you're getting, you're in the middle of a move speaking of like, (sighs) so we've had a pandemic. Did we see any, did Ask the Podcast Coach move at all during the pandemic?
0: You know, what's really (laughs) weird about that is, uh, and this is just me being me, I I think I look at Ask the Podcast Coach stats maybe once a month. we
1: don't spend a lot of time. It's not like we have uh, Ask the Podcast Coach meetings on a regular basis. it's like I I just (laughs) upload –
0: because usually I will look at the stats when I upload one, but because I'm uploading it on Saturday and I'm already thinking about the next thing I'm going to be doing as soon as this is done – I usually don't every now and then I'll look and I'm like, oh look, they're they're bigger than they used to be. Yay. But
1: you I this, you see Ask the Podcast Coach as an extension or as an advertisement for school of podcasting, right? I mean to be really clear, you do this to advertise for school of podcasting, right?
0: It, there are a couple reasons. Number one, uh yeah, it's it's kind of a school of podcasting thing, hence the little logo over yeah. there in the upper right hand corner. Uh, there's that. It's also for the person that goes I really need one-on-one consulting, but I just can't afford you. Okay, good. Ten thirty every Saturday, free podcast consulting. Let's go. And it's always interesting that the person goes, oh, wait, ten thirty on a Saturday." Oh, good. I'm like, okay, <laughs> and that answers that question. Yeah. Um, and then the other yeah. thing is, I get immediate. I can ask a question here and get immediate answers from my target audience, and so that's the other big advantage of live. Now, granted. Compared to like right now, we have 24 people, which is great. But compared to the people that are going to listen later, that's still a fairly small percentage. But I still love the fact that I can get instant feedback there. You'll, I mean, people yeah. used to complain about this. I would throw an idea out here to see the reaction I get. And then in about two weeks, you would hear that same topic at the school of podcasting now that I've gone and polished it and done a little more research. So a lot of times I use this as kind of a testing ground. of like, what do you guys think about this? And then be like, ah, pff. and I'm like, okay, we're not going to, not going to be talking about that. So and then, and then the, the, the last one is, of course I get to hang out with Jim Collison every Saturday. So.
3: And I, I think the download thing is a pretty interesting topic. So we probably look at it more than you do because of all the advertisers. Right. But I would say, maybe once or twice, and out of 25 advertisers, they asked what the stats are. Maybe once or twice. And, you know, it it always concerns me when uh, people are chasing CPM, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's not telling any story at all. The story is really about the value that you're bringing, Mm -hmm. right? So without divulging numbers, I mean, what's... What's uh, average CPM now? About twenty five bucks. Dave, do you know?
0: Yeah, it's it ranges anywhere from twenty to forty. So I usually say thirty. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
3: So so just as a a sort of idea, if we played the CPM game, we're we're getting ten times that amount, right? Because of the value that we're bringing with engagement and the targeting, right? As Dave said, everybody who listens to the show is interested in this product. Right. So in being one out of a thousand, we could have a, a hundred times the audience. If it was a general audience, they're
1: getting less value out of that. Well, but you said yourself, okay, let's talk about a general audience. You also do the Snack Authority. Yeah. Podcast. And that's not a niche. It could be.
2: We thought it was until we learned, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We haven't given up on it yet. But the idea was that we created the Cigar Authority, and I said, oh, my God, we're making so much money on this. What can, What else could we do? And I'm the most boring man in the world. I, I work every day, and I'm figure, trying to figure out what the hell to do. And obviously, uh, those that are watching can see uh, I, I have a weight problem. I overeat, and uh, it's, not, it's not from uh, carrots and celery. <laughs> it, it, it's from snacks. So me and Ed said, uh, hey, you want to try to put this together? Mm-hmm. And we went to work. Um, convention Snack convention. Snap convention in Chicago uh, where I gained 10 pounds in three days. Uh, it was awesome. And um, we, we quickly learned that these companies are asking numbers for it,
3: first question. How many, how do many, many downloads, how many downloads yeah. do you get? And you know, if, if you're going to a big conglomerate, they're spending big money advertising yeah. on television, right? Yeah. They're not
1: that Well it's interested. a different but it's a wide open I mean think snacks is just such a broad yeah you, know, you would have had to be like fig newtons, like we're yeah. creating a fig newton to get <laughs> It's the Pop Tart
0: podcast,
3: or, or, or <laughs> we go, yeah, or cookies, now, now, or, yeah. or chips. You could right? sustain an Oreo one. They've got a new kind <laughs> <almost>. <laughs> I, I know because
2: I do the snack news. There's a new Oreo every show almost. But they not nobody was interested in us. So we yeah. we can't figure out the way to do it. And looking at competitors, when we look at cigar competitors, we're number one. Mm. It isn't even close. When we look at snack competitors, YouTube, bubbly, young girls with overproduced, unbelievable, um, short things of explaining what the video is with tens of thousands of people watching. And I don't know if they're actually, besides the YouTube monetization, I don't think they're getting any advertisers either. And they have lots of people watching it. So I said, okay. These snack companies are not interested in that because nobody's broken through at all. So I don't know if there's any way to go with that.
3: No, and yet we're two and a half years in, and we're going to keep going because <laughs> Dave has never given up on <laughs> <Right>. anything <laughs> his entire life.
1: Well, you may you may find something, right? Dave Jackson, as you think about where they're at today with Snack Authority as a as a podcast coach, what can, what, what what kind of advice would you give them in the final
0: moments that we've got here? I'm trying to think. I, I guess like I guess it would be finding snacks that nobody's ever heard of that are really good. I'm trying to think like what, cause I'm, I'm I, I, yeah. I mean, I like snacks, but I, I'm like, I, I'm trying to figure out somebody who is, Oh, like what would be the target person? That's like, Oh, you know, like I love the uh, cookies that you get on a plane. And I was Absolutely elated that I found out that they sold them at Walmart, and then I was frightened because I thought I would buy a case. You uh, right. but but you know.
1: have sold them at Walmart, Dave. Do you <laughs> think the so? while uh, the demographic works for you in cigars? Do you think that same demographic works against you? Probably. Yeah. In snacks. Probably. Probably.
3: I'm so.
2: too old, right? I'm too old well, for the snack authority. And
3: the other problem, though, is yeah. that you know, I, as I said to Dave when we were talking through it. Who's really passionate about packaged snacks? I mean, everyone <laughs> eats them, yeah. right? But you need an audience that's passionate about the topic. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah. some of the better episodes are when we eat disgusting stuff. Dave and I are not at a point in life where we want to sit around eating disgusting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, we've got Thanksgiving dinner flavored candy corn coming up <laughs> yeah. on an <that> episode. <laughs> nice. so, authority.
0: But to to Ed's point, I could see a coffee authority podcast because there are some people who are like, hey, you got to stop drinking coffee or you're going to die. And they're like, well, I guess I'm going to die. I mean, they're like, you're not taking my coffee away. So that might be a product. I was trying to think of, like, yeah, products that people are... Know. Well,
3: yeah. and yeah. I, I've been trying to push Dave. He won't go for this. I said, you know, we just got to wait for uh, legalization in New Hampshire, and then the weed authority can
1: launch
0: That's it. There you go.
1: <laughs> well, now we are definitely off YouTube. But <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bangs wants to know what happens in November when I still have all the Halloween candy left over. Uh, well you, you gain about fifteen you, pounds. You eat it. You eat it before eat you, it. you have to empty you have to empty the bowl to make room for the Christmas candy that's on its way. <laughs>
1: I, I think to, to wrap that part of this segment up, I think you're right, though. Snacks don't have that same passion. Yeah. Like, there's not a, I, I don't think, a Doritos fan club out there. Like, I'm sure there's something, but not the not the passion that's behind the niche of cigars or the passion that's behind. And Dave, your, your example of coffee, I think, is spot on. Coffee generates... There's coffee snobs, right? Right. Everybody's got to brew it in their own way. Have it this right. Espresso. And I make lattes and frappuccinos, right? All that stuff. Um, And so I I know, I guess on the snack side is it is maybe either finding that vein of, of because 'cause you're looking for committed listeners. Right. So something that there's a fan
2: club of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is,
1: is that one yeah. thing to look at that, you know, I think fan so. Club's well, there, where there's passion, where there's people on Reddit arguing uh, yeah. about it, right? Where there's sure. a the controversy in that. Um I'm there's I'm sure there's no controversy in the cigar world. No, there is everybody. Yeah. I, I, I Jim's <laughs> heard about some of the behind the scenes stuff. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I'm sure there um uh, but but that controversy right builds um i think builds engagement right yes. people want to line up people want to be a part of a team pick people, a side right yeah. right it's you it. know well daniel yeah.
0: says he's a foodie he, he enjoys trying new things so the snack authority is my favorite guilty pleasure podcast so there you go um
3: <laughs> I, mean, I mean if daniel listens we'll keep doing it forever it. just
0: <laughs> jim i need i want to ask you how was your how was your trip i mean you're, you've, yeah. you've been on the road
1: I've, I've been on the road in two 12-hour days to get here. So Omaha to Cleveland, Cleveland then to, to Boston. We'll just call it Boston. Now. Oh, yeah. Or New Hampshire. But, well, most people know Boston. Uh, Salem, New Hampshire. Actually, a lot of people will know where that's at. So um, uh, long trips. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I drove. Uh, Ed has been at Sullivan, who you've heard from several times on the program, has been uh, an awesome host uh, for me. Been hanging out with him. We've had some great food. Yesterday I smoked way too many cigars. <laughs> Way too many. Like I think I found my theoretical max. Uh, at least at it's theoretical. Point. We can push past. <laughs> yeah. It. I, notice I'm saying theoretical because I think <laughs> it, it can't be overcome. But um, and of course, uh, Dave, thanks for uh,
2: hosting us in well, well, here. Oh well, my god! Thank you, thank you for doing it. As I say, my uh, two things that I'm I'm into uh, have collided. You know, and yeah. I, I I can't believe uh, here we are with. Um, Ask the podcast and, coach I'm, I'm I'm on it so
4: uh, again
1: go, go, Hi, ma. <laughs> going go mom watching yes oh no yeah.
3: <laughs> and then, again going back to it the dave's most successful podcast is the one he's most passionate about yeah you yeah. know yeah. so yeah. and yeah. and
1: sustain it for 11 years yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well both daves Right. if we think right not only you but Dave Jackson well he's got 5 years on me right school of podcasting and and it and it becomes a passion project at some point you keep i I get that though keep trying to find like you got a success and then you're like okay what else can be like it and it may take something completely yeah. different but Dave thanks for my pleasure thanks for hosting my honor. My us honor. and thanks for uh the time here Dave Jackson what do you think of uh now that we've done this, I know you're going to go into post show here in a minute and and uh, and, and get some folks in. And we're going to drop, but what do you think of uh, the setup and everything? Give uh, us a it's quick
0: run. it's. I mean, I've been there, so I I know what it looks like, and it's uh, you know, like like Dave said, he's he's got some money into that thing, and it's now paying for itself, which is great. But uh, you know, he he went big or went home, and he went big, so uh, that's a great looking set and. Uh, what you guys can't see is is the there's all sorts of cameras that, that Jim and Dave are looking at and lights and monitors and a show clock, and all sorts of stuff. So that when you're behind that and you're looking at it, it's it's a really pro setup. So that's uh... I'm kind of addicted. I mean, not only I think I'm <laughs> addicted.
1: To the right now, but I think I'm addicted to the studio. Like we're gonna do some Cigar Authority here in just about 30 minutes. So if you're listening live, stay with Dave through the post show. Yeah, and then join us over thecigarauthority.com. And just even if you're not into cigars, it's just a fun. I think it's a fun show, and I've got some advice for them. So you might want to just tune in. I think they're gonna tear me up, but. I, I, we're looking forward to that uh, coming up here in just about 30 minutes.
0: Nice. And Jim, uh, any show coming up on The Average yeah. Guy D- TV? Did you- yeah, I pre-recorded an interview with our friends
1: over at Bitdefender. So if, you, if you're if you interested, they have a box and a VPN service that are available for you. And uh, we got one of their senior engineers uh, a couple weeks ago with Christian. And so Christian and I, as soon as I get a few minutes at Ed's place where I'm not smoking cigars, we'll get that uh, out and publish TheAverageGuy.tv. And I think it's 464. Four.
0: Nice. And coming up on the School of Podcasting, The Yoda of Storytelling, one Matthew Dix. It's a great interview. Some really cool stuff. That guy just kept dropping nugget after nugget. And uh, it's one of my favorite books, and it was great to have him on. So that'll be coming out. And uh, for everyone else, thanks to the awesome supporters. Stick around.